Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Season 5, Episode 17 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, found in the week of January the 16th to January the 22nd in John at Chapter 1. Uh, and today we're going to continue uh, from verse 19 as we go through uh, this chapter here. So we find here we've got um, a focus back onto John the Baptist now. And we're going to be going into the actual story uh, of uh, of Christ and how he was first kind of witnessed or testified about. Uh, and of course, we know that um, John the Baptist was one of those um, first people to bear testimony and witness of him. Um, so we have here um, people coming to John the Baptist to see who he was. Um, in verse 19 to 21, it says, And this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, No. Um, and in verse 23, he answers who he actually is. He says, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make way this, make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. You may remember studying in Isaiah uh, how he said that um, and how there would be one that would make straight the way of the, the, way of the Lord. Uh, this is interesting because I was just listening to a podcast on church news, which came out this week about the presiding bishopric. Uh, and they would talk, one of the many things they spoke about was their role in kind of supporting the, the work of the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve, and how the presiding bishopric, they operate within the Aaronic Priesthood, just like the bishopric does uh, in, in a ward. And they spoke about how their role is to make straight the way of the Lord, or to make straight the way of, you know, the work of the Melchizedek priesthood, the work of salvation. They prepare the way of the presiding bishopric in temporal matters, in ways that um, kind of provide that structure and support. And then that means that the people who operate within the Melchizedek priesthood can then follow after them and do the work which uh, is required. I liked that explanation. And, and I think that... Um, it kind of helps us understand their role as a, as a presiding bishopric, but also uh, it kind of makes that nice link to John the Baptist. Uh, President Thomas S. Monson said, quote, John the Baptist stands forth like a colossus from the bleakness and confusion, the wilderness of his own age. Knowing that one mightier than he was coming, he threw himself with superhuman fervor into the task of making straight the way. He was the agony and the distinction of being both an end and a beginning. Astride the watershed of time, he could look back on a long line of prophets, his spiritual forebears. Letting his eye range over the fertile plains ahead, he was the first to see that light to which he would bear witness. Close quote. Um, so yeah, it kind of explains 
um, how John, you know, was doing this great work. But he knew and he was aware that he was simply preparing the people for when Christ would begin his ministry. And indeed, um, in verse 27, he it is who is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latch it I am not worthy to unloose. Uh, we're talking servant uh, status here, or even less than a servant, if he's not worthy to unloose the, the shoes latchets of the Saviour. Uh, so it's, again, a clear message that there would be a moment or a person who would come and again uh, that would be an individual who should be followed and not John that should be followed uh, and again the humility here I think is inspirational uh, by John the Baptist and indeed in verse 29 it says the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world now, a couple of things I want to pick out from this verse before we uh, kind of conclude today. Firstly, um, he refers to the Saviour as the Lamb of God. Now, the Saviour's, we've spoken about a few names already for the Saviour uh, in this chapter. <laughs> Mind this book of John, but this chapter alone. We've got uh, the, the Word, the Light, the Life, got all sorts of things. And here we're introduced to another one, which is the Lamb of God. Now, we refer to the Saviour as the Lamb, often uh, because of his characteristics of humility and meekness and mildness. Uh, but another reason that we refer to the Saviour as the Lamb of God could be because of his willingness to submit to his Father, and also um, the fact that he is the great and last sacrifice. This is often the one that we point toward the most. He sacrificed himself and laid himself on the altar, as it were, uh, for each and every single one of us, all of us individually. Um, so does John know about this? Is John aware of the mission of the Saviour? Um, do, does he know about this name of the Saviour before he testifies of it? Or is he given the word in that moment what to say uh, by the Holy Ghost? Um, possibly. Um, I think that... We need to probably um, accept that this was a witness from the Spirit. That whilst John um, knew Jesus and he knew that he was the Christ, because I'm sure his parents will have talked about kind of the miraculous um, instances of the Saviour's birth, which we know that Mary spoke to Elizabeth about, at least. Um, what we do know is that uh, John is very aware of the Saviour's role uh, and that this testimony is inspired from the Holy Ghost, that he, that Christ is the Lamb of God and he would take away the sin of the world. Notice, by the way, and this is the second thing I wanted to point out in this verse of 29, is that it says sin um, singularly, not sins. Um, so what does that mean? Um, what is John talking about here when he says the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Um, is he referring to a single uh, individual idea of sin? Is he talking about all of our sins, but he's just said sin? Um, I think that probably we don't need to look too much into that, but what I do find interesting is that um, 
that he says sin. And this could refer to the fact that just the worldliness, the the turning away uh, from 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 God, uh, this could be pointing toward um, how we all come into a fallen world and that there is sin and that we all need to overcome that sin uh, of being worldly, of being disconnected from God uh, and being not reconciled or connected to God. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was just an interesting um, point there about the word sin that's used. Thank you so much uh, for joining with us today. Uh, we'll continue uh, with this story about how uh, once John testifies of him, uh, Christ is baptized and then he goes forth and the disciples that, uh, that will follow Christ start to follow him and start to recognize uh, the power and the, um, the spirit that follows the Savior and that will begin his journey there. So thank you so much for, for listening today and join us tomorrow. And until we meet again.